0: Okay, wanna tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Betonline, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, and Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, BetOnline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, guys, welcome in. Wow.
2: incredible! Didn't think this day would come. Hats
0: off to a lot of lot. Of, I mean, this was uh, unthinkable, right? Unthinkable result just just a, just a, just 48 hours ago um, that the Celtics could do what they did. I, I mean, look, if we said Kemba Walker would hit three field goals all game or whatever he ended up hitting, Rob Williams would play six minutes and leave with an injury, um, and Celtics would have any shot of beating Brooklyn.
2: No way, no. right? Yeah. No way. Tip your hat to these guys. I mean, Tatum obviously had the big game in terms of scoring the ball. But, man, so many different guys stepped up at different moments in this game to help them get the win. Uh, but, you know, the, the elephant in the room, I mean, we're going to get into it I know for sure. But Kyrie freaking Irving, yep. where the hell was he? Yep. Yeah. I mean, he was as, – as, I mean, this this really in a lot of ways reminded me of the Milwaukee series, the very last time we saw him in a Celtics uniform where he was just an absolute MIA pretty much the entire series. Obviously, I expect him to play better in Game Four, but damn, he was just a non-factor. I wonder how much you guys think the crowd had something to do with him just never getting any kind of rhythm.
0: I I don't know. I'll, I I want to ask you real quick. I mean, you're there. You you, you had the you know the kind of the, the the feel you know the vibe of what's going on. Um, you know, there was booze early. I felt like it kind of settled. Um, you know, and then it just became a basketball game after the second quarter. Um, You know, most of that stuff seemed like it was heavy in the first and then just kind of was what it was. Um, But he shrunk from the moment. I mean, he missed a few makeable shots, too, and sometimes it's two or three more of those drop and he has an okay game. So I didn't think he was abysmal, but this was clearly a game where, based on what happened before it, um, he, you know, he, he... you could've he could have come out and really put a dagger, you know, uh in the garden in the garden crowd. And it looked like it was gonna happen. It wasn't necessarily him, but the Nets racing out to the nineteen to four lead and then he disappeared.
2: Yeah. And and his role when they jumped out to that lead, he wasn't the guy that was even distributing the ball. It was like he was making the hockey assist for the most part. He didn't seem and, all and that get engaged. Away. Yeah, he seemed very detached and early low, on. You didn't uh, notice him for periods of time. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised at how detached he seemed when they were rolling early on. And when things got tough, you know, and, and things got tighter, I thought in the second half, I thought he'd be much more impactful, but it was really more of the same. He made a few yeah. more shots, but by the most for the most part, he just
1: never really put his imprint on this game, which I Bobby, thought was really surprising. Bobby, what did you see out of Kyrie? It, it was another example to me of what makes this Nets team a massive concern going forward, no matter what you think this series is going to end up becoming. Uh, they don't have great cohesion between that big threat right now. Kyrie looking tentative, passing up shots, other shots not getting great touch on He He just looked out of sync with the two other stars who were obviously rolling in this game. James Harden, an incredible game in isolation. Kevin Durant able to wherever he wanted across the floor. So to me, it looked like he was the third option here who just didn't have a sense of what his role was tonight, which is... Interesting because of the fact that we've seen him do well in that spot with this team before, not in a ton of reps, but when the big three have been together, we've seen him ball, we've seen him uh, succeed. So to me, the environment, I think the scale of this uh, game here hurt him and not to mention the fact that he was getting put in switches all game long that were just challenging him defensively I thought he had an abysmal game on that end of the floor just getting completely dominated by Tatum on that side Uh, so I think he just taken out of this one mentally with just the level of exertion that he had he had to put up on that end of the floor and just not finding his spots and rhythm on the other end of the floor and not to mention Joe Harris, trouble here. I think the lineups got a little wonky. Blake and the centers were horrible. So I think you just saw a team that just didn't have sync, cohesion in the nets. And that makes you feel a little bit better as the Celtics. Because that wasn't just on the net. That was the Celtics causing that. That was them playing, running great offense, making plays, putting the nets in difficult positions. And Steve Nash didn't really have an answer for it.
0: Yeah, Um, He didn't. And look, you mentioned it, Bobby, about cohesion. It's not a it's not a team that is going to win based off cohesion. It's a team that's going to win based off off of superior talent. It's a my ball, your ball offense. And you've got two guys. They were cheat codes. You got 41 and 39 out of your other two players. Yeah, I know. And that's what's concerning
1: for them. You should
0: win most of those games. And like Durant, Uh I'm legit shocked. Anytime he misses a shot, I'm shocked. When he when he when he rises up and misses on a clean look, shocked. And Harden can basically draw a foul every single time that he wants if he does, if he's not making step back threes. Those guys are freaking unstoppable, and it doesn't matter what. There you can't play defense against them. They, they're and so and then when Kyrie's going, it's forget those guys could score a hundred by themselves any game. You got eight, you still almost got a hundred out of those three tonight uh, with, I, with Irving having a terrible game. So I mean, it's. You know, I, you know, I, I don't even know. I mean, what is it? It's it's 80, 96 points out of those three. It's
1: they're I, they're I, a horrible defensive team, and that's going to be concerning. Yeah. If you're looking for the Nets to win a championship this year because she we've was, asked. There's, a, t-
0: there's some action. <laughs> there's some
1: real action Whoa. behind you, buddy. <laughs> there is an axe throwing match. There's some kind of battle going on. Are there's just okay? violence. <laughs>
2: It's it's is Kyrie that- t- getting some shots after the game. That's what you're hearing.
1: That's all.
0: Sherrod's <laughs> <Charades laughs> at the Garden. Everybody should know there's a Bruins. What playoff a great night game.
1: at the Garden.
0: Bruins playoff game full capacity tomorrow, and a Celtics game full capacity on Sunday. So that place is going to be a freaking zoo for the next seventy for the next seventy two hours. You've no, got John, full, you have you have win.
1: hope now. You have hope in this series. Not that you're necessarily going to win, but you can make this competitive.
2: Well, you know, here, here's the thing.
1: Though, but hope to me that that hope stems from the,
2: the ability to create mismatches all over the floor. I mean, Tatum. We talk a lot about what he was able to do, and, then, and certainly whoever they put on him got just got taken to the crux, to the cup, all game long. But Marcus Smart, I, I thought one of the most important plays of the game. Was not so much that Marcus Smart was making shots, but after he made a couple shots, he decided, "Nope, I'm not going to take this shot. I'm going to get it to Tatum." Tatum had that three-point play in in, uh, in the fourth quarter over Kyrie, and I thought that was one of the most important plays of the game because it was Smart recognizing the moment. This is not my time to take a shot. This is my time to find a matchup, be the playmaker, and let's get the hell out of here with a win. Marcus was awesome. I mean, He's been great so all funny. series. I'll,
0: you you want, you want me to own something? I mean, two guys I've been critical of all season long, uh, you know, smart for the inconsistent play, and Tristan, absolute big boy pant games. I mean, these guys were freaking incredible. Tristan set so, the tone, I thought. We what's thought funny he set is, the the tone. like, those are the guys at the beginning of the season you said, you know, and we all said, are, are the guys who should be setting the tone A lot for this team in terms of the attitude and the feistiness like if this is if you got 80 percent of this tristan thompson all year long he'd be the he'd be the second jersey sales behind friggin you know tatum right now like they would be
1: replacing the horford one up in my room
0: people right people (laughs) would have loved this you just didn't see it this was unreal uh and we talked about offensive rebounds I mean, I know, Bobby, it's kind of a controversial stance. The offensive rebounds don't matter. I mean, they do matter. They just weren't making enough of an impact earlier in the season. Tonight, it was a huge issue. Thompson just cleaning the boards up there, getting the second second possessions, Celtics second possessions, being successful in putbacks. That putback dunk, oh, my God. You know, like, where did that come from? He was possessed tonight. So Tristan and Marcus, hats off. They With the attitude, with the tone, they were they were unbelievable all night.
2: Well, my, my worry is, can they sustain this? I mean, they, this was a great game. And if you play like this for the rest of the series and you've you got, as Bobby pointed out, you've got hope. But we've seen this movie before where there's a great effort, great performance, and then poof, it's gone. They need to bottle this up and bring it back for game four, because if they do, we could
1: easily be looking at a 2-2 series. I feel really good about them continuing this because it's it wasn't abnormal stuff. I mean, this is Tatum's fourth 50 point performance of the year. He's getting mismatches that he dominates. We know Thompson's advantage that he has here. We've talked about it again and again, whether that was worth buying into or not. Obviously, they had to tonight once Rob went down. Uh, Kemba didn't do anything special by any means. In fact, he was terrible here. So it's not like Yeah, I was about to say was
2: there was nothing special about him today. He he was bad. Really? It's the bad? opposite yeah, of the so, yeah.
1: and, and then you look in the smart and the what they did. They hit open shots because of the attention Tatum was getting. So what they were able to do offensively here is like absolutely repeatable, and it's not like they were locking the nets down defensively or anything like that. So if you get some extra defensive success (laughs) in ensuing games and keep making those open shots and hitting them, you have a formula for success here. And who is the best player on the floor tonight? Who Does is the best player? I mean, yeah, you gotta say Tatum. Tatum. I think I think you have to go with Tatum. And in a game where Durant scores Tatum 39. Or Harden. Tatum or Harden. Tatum and Harden, Harden scores 41. That's a special thing you have going here. Yeah. Harden is, Harden is unreal too.
0: Um Joe Sway is also at the at the at the garden, so hopefully we'll have a sy- symphony of whatever it is that's going on behind Gerard coming up shortly. <laughs> Joe Sway's part are, are, of like, it's him the rats. Are you right next to the cafeteria or something? Are they are they cleaning plates up?
2: I actually thought I was in the quiet zone. I came like all the way up to the ninth floor, and it's actually pretty quiet where I'm at. What you're hearing is the sound of folks just whacking away down on the court, dismantling
0: um, the, 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 the 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 garden floor. I yeah, swear no. I
2: saw Kirby taking some shots, though. Really? I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, so I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into the Kemba bad, but Kemba was bad. Um, fine. We'll get into the Kemba bad. It's um, too late. You're already
2: there. Let's go. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, look. I know people are going to want to. You know, there was a lot of action on Twitter. A lot of people really upset about it. Um, I, you can't. So, I, you can't survive, right? Like, you can't survive with him being this bad.
1: Um, again, I don't know how it's much amazing of it was the need. that they did. Yeah, it's he amazing had, that they did. Yeah, he had open shots throughout that. Second half that we yep. put this game away at numerous points. The fourth quarter, in particular, long one above the break. I think he had another one in the corner, uh, another one in the lane, I believe. And the missed layup was just so brutal when the Nets were awesome. within six. Yes, well, and that a, was that was where I thought the door was really going to open for the Nets.
2: But see, here's the thing, though you got to you got to keep this in mind: every single starter for the Celtics, not named Kimball Walker, shot fifty percent or better from the field. How many games are you going to have where all four of those guys are going to shoot that well from the field? And all of them took at least 11 shots. So it's not like they just took a couple of shots and then called it a day. So it was the perfect storm for them to survive a bad Kimba shooting night because everyone else literally had it going. Um, But are you going to be able to do that for another game or two or three? Probably not. Uh, He's going to have to play better for them to win.
0: Especially considering, like, if you're going to do one thing, if you're Brooklyn, you're going to go – Look at, look at some tape or not look at tape and just say, we got to double Tatum every single time. Um, and, um, and, and that means guys like Kemba and Fournier and Smart are going to have to hit shots. Um, yep. And so, I mean, that's without you you've asked
1: you've asked us all year why why don't teams do that to why don't with? teams
0: do it especially with jalen out it's mind-boggling i you i would blitz him on every pick and roll and get and make him and make him get get the ball and get the ball out of his hands every time just oh. just fire guys at him on every pick and roll situation every switch and just boom two guys and Boom. Make, make him get rid of the ball immediately. I don't care who gets it or what the consequences. Let him have a 15 assist game if, if that if that happens. You just don't want to what you don't want to let him get a switch and then go to work. I mean, I don't understand that philosophy. I, they, today, tonight they were. It looked like they were switching and then they would bring the guy back on a little bit of a delayed double yeah. in the second half. So they were trying to mix it up a little bit. But to me, I would just send guys at him all game long. I don't understand why anybody does that.
2: Well, especially when you you have a situation where he's on the side of the floor where there's like a Romeo Langford or there's you know someone oh, exactly. not exactly yeah because the time in the
0: corner one time and it's like okay that shot's crooked right half before halftime yeah you know, right. right. yeah
2: I I yeah I, I thought Brooklyn certainly when they go back they're gonna look and just see pretty obvious things they could do different defensively and then we'll see if that. If the Celtics are going to be able to counter that, because again, if you're blitzing Tatum, that means guys are going to have wide open shots. Well, then you make sure
0: who's on the floor during that. If you see the Nets doing that, then you put Neesmith out there. You put Fournier out there. You have Kemba out there and you make sure that they're shooters. So when he does get rid of that ball, then you make him pay. But you're right. There's times when Romeo's out there or whatever, or Tristan, you, the options are really limited depending on what side he is. You force him to one side. Uh, and just, whoever you're going to give it to is not going to be a threat to score, and so right. uh, you know, I, I would be sh- I would be shocked if they if they didn't uh, if they
1: didn't go with that uh, with that plan. Yeah, I, I think the problem that they have is just the connectivity because if you're going to throw the that many doubles out there you got to be able to get to your spots and that's where you have to give Marcus Smart credit in this series I think you saw hints of that in that third quarter and Smart was able to hit a number of open threes the one where Kyrie was called for the foul there uh, you had another one on the left wing his shooting has just been incredible in the series when you look at it tonight best of all but before it, five of eight in game uh, one no game two you have three of eight in game one tonight coming out a brilliant shooting night, uh, ending five of eight from three, finishing in the lane. I mean, he's just been stupendous. And then you think of what he's doing on the defensive end, too, against Kyrie here tonight. I, I, Tatum's going to get all the credit for this game, but Smart was right there, his running mate on the offensive uh, end, creating for others. Yeah. He does it all. I mean, you just it see, is- like, when he's playing within himself and hitting his shots, he just raised the team to a new level.
0: In a three stars world right now, it's Marcus Tristan, and Kemba, and honestly, I mean, and uh, and uh, Tatum, and I wouldn't, Tatum. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give, I wouldn't balk at any one of those guys being named like the number one star. You know, like if you want to go hockey style and call it three stars, any if you told me one of those three were your MVP, I'd say fair. That's fair enough because they were all equally important. all it was really, a, yeah. it was
1: really a great team luck. effort because.
0: They did what they needed. Tatum needed to score. They needed those buckets from him. Marcus Smart needed to have a complete game like that, you know, on on both ends of the floor. Tristan Thompson needed to be a beast uh, on the boards there and provide a little bit of activity. They all gave the game exactly what it needed. Um, And they don't win without without all three of those performances. They were incredible.
2: But incredible. you know who was low key really good though? I Romeo. Evan Fournier. I thought Evan Fournier, no, was Fournier actually, yeah. e- especially the Sorry, way that he's we, able I to we're get in the ke- Romeo
0: portion of the show. My bad. I'll, no, I'll we're wait, not I'll getting in. Save that for fast. later. I'll wait my turn.
2: <laughs> let me let me let me get my Fournier off here because because <laughs> I don't get this opportunity very often. The thing that I loved about him wasn't just the shot making, but it was the actual getting in Kevin Durant's face multiple times. How many guys in the league do that and don't get torched right away? There's something about that dynamic that again, Kevin. I mean, Kevin Durant. He, he's he's Kevin Durant. He's going to light everyone up. But the fact that Fournier has this, I don't give a f who the f you are. I'm gonna get in your face. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna try to make plays. You're not going to punk me. Um, they needed that so bad. Uh, Tristan inside, I thought was again his aggressiveness from the outset. I thought set a great tone. Fournier and that not backing down from Kevin Durant you need those type of things. We talk a lot about toughness with this team and how they've lacked it
1: all season long. Those two guys in particular were really really good in that in that department
2: i know one of the one of the
1: few guys who was good in game two as well i pointed that out after it efficient shooting that play against durant was so important in terms of just showing that you're going to step up to this group even in a blowout loss there because again they we all kind of felt they were done after two games but you, you when you bring it home and you reverse in the way that they did today And have him contributing throughout the flow of this game on both ends of the floor. I thought he was critical in staying after he got going early in this game. Ran into a bit of foul trouble. I thought that that was one of the keys to this game. He ended up off the court very early in this one. Joe Harris, that is. Uh, But when he got back in there, Fournier was right with him. And then yeah. the big shot-making, where Kemba wasn't able to hit those, Fournier, I thought, had the icer in this one on the right wing there, I think it was, down the stretch. Uh, so- I just, I love his fit with this team. I agree with everything Sherrod says about there with his toughness. It's like he almost uh, doesn't know better in this NBA fraternity situation just because of his background there in France and everything and really not playing with any stars in Orlando and just kind of being on his own down there. Uh, he, he, he's just out there balling. And then the freshness. I think that's a key factor as well. The short bubble that he went through, you know, not playing the extended minutes with Orlando, that Tatum and Brown and some of these other guys had to go through in Boston. I, I just love that move so much at the time, and I think he really has given this team a boost late in the year with something they didn't have early in the season, that off-ball shooter, a good rotation defender, and a guy who will go into these lineups that they want to play in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, it it was great. You know what I hate? You know what I hate about this is we're geeked up right now and justifiably so because this was an awesome game and like a really ballsy effort, one that you've been dying to see from this team. You know, and you've seen a couple. Uh, Just not enough. And it's so tantalizing. And again, they're even saying it on the broadcast, like every team in the NBA has so much talent that you can theoretically win, even without some of your best players. But you see a game like this, you see them play with grit, you see Brooklyn and the whatever flaws they have exposed, you watch Kyrie turtle under pressure and Oh, here we go. You start playing the what if game. What if Jalen wasn't hurt? What if Rob was fully healthy? Oh, you know, and are we gonna do this to ourselves again? Are we gonna do it? Are we gonna ride this high and come into game four and then you know watch it go down again? I don't wanna I, I don't wanna assume that's gonna happen, but they've been doing it to us all year, and it really is a bummer because you see this team happen. compete like this, you see him compete like this, and you're like, uh. Oh, it feels like a choice, right? Like couldn't you do this all the time? This was phenomenal from a compete standpoint alone. I'm not a moral victory guy. I would have absolutely tipped my hat to this game, even if they lost it, and said, "That's well done, boys," because they gave every they they gave everything, man. Uh, and that's and, all you want.
2: That, that, yeah, that's it, literally all you want. I mean, and that's just-
0: what I want. And I want to believe. I want to believe in Game Four. Seventeen thousand people. I'm dying again. Get- believe. I said to you in this thread, I want this one bad. You know, like I wanted this game
1: badly. And now you want another. You know, you got a taste of it, you know? I, I just think so many things out of this game bode well. You saw the Nets storming back late again and again, but you never felt that the lead was that unstable for the Celtics and that the Nets were just going to rush back and run away with this one just because of how unbalanced Harris was, the way Kyrie was playing almost out of the flow of this game. Uh, you could roll with the punch with Durant and Harden because everybody that Brooklyn was bringing off the bench wasn't able to contribute. And by contrast, I thought the Celtics brought numerous guys off the bench that were extremely helpful in this one. Romeo's early energy in that fair of the ball really got them rolling after a tough start. And then finally, Grant Williams at center changed this game. How many times have I said it throughout the flow of the series? This is the perfect opportunity to put him in a position where he's naturally built to succeed. And you get a plus fifteen out of him here. Hits a short runner inside, another shot later, and a ridiculous block on Harden. You got eleven solid backup center minutes out of Grant Williams after Rob went down. I thought (laughs) Nismith played well later in the game, winning minutes. The bench was really legitimately good in this game. This is our contract. If I get to do Romeo, Bobby gets to
2: do Grant. Exactly. It's part of our arrangement. You, at least yeah. with Romeo, you're justified by the fact that he played damn near as many minutes as the entire Celtics bench.
0: Well, let's talk about adjustments, okay? Because that was a big deal, right? Like, Romeo was early. And I don't know how much of that was uh, uh, Kemba-related. Um, because you know, he, he wasn't right, he pulled him early. But Brad decided that was something he was going to. That wasn't a grant, was a break glass in case of emergency move, you know, not a tactical one as much. Because Rob got hurt and it and it ended up he he acquitted himself fine in his minutes. But Romeo was a choice that he went with, he, he went away from Jabari. Uh, and we thought before the series started, it might be a Jabari series. And he went away from Nesmith. He went Romeo because he wanted that defense there. Um, and sure, he got cooked a few times by Durant, but it's Kevin friggin' Durant. He competed. He was there. He knocked down a couple shots early. I don't know you can ask much more from Romeo. I think, you know, he turned into a pumpkin in the second half a little bit there um, after a really good stint in the first. But he still played valuable minutes all game long.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- this was definitely a game that if you're going to do like the Romeo year in review, this is going to be prominent uh, the, the way that he competed, the way that he knocked down shots. I mean, he didn't shoot a great percentage, but the fact that he, the, the ones that he missed were pretty damn online. Yep. Um, and to me, as much as this was about trying to make this a series and getting the win, I'm thinking about next year. I'm thinking about what can these games do for those young guys heading into next year? Like Romeo, I think is going to have a different level of confidence if he can just stay healthy going into next yeah. year because of what he's able to do against guys like Kevin Durant, who you're not going to shut down. But if you can compete and contest... You're, but he you're- can
0: guard he can guard multiple positions, you know, like
2: obviously someone like Durant, look, no one can guard Durant. He's six
0: eleven. you know, he's given, you know, but he's got the, he's got, he's got the quits. He's got the lateral move. He can be annoying. He can guard guards. He can guard point guards. Like, I think that's super valuable. His switchability um, on a team like this, it does make sense Um, as long as he can kind of, and you know where he makes more sense than Neesmith Neesmith is just too, spazzy and energetic for this team so he's right. a foul waiting to happen they'll expose him they're too good you know you can't you get him on a switch on Harden. it's going to be a foul 100 out of 100 times it's just it's not fair he hasn't he's got maybe a few years from now he, he'd be able to to you know to get away with some stuff there but harden's gonna harden's gonna eat him alive romeo's got a little bit more discipline on defense he moves his feet he doesn't reach as much it makes more sense i think it was a really smart play by stevens i think a lot of people were like huh Romeo, but it does make sense why I think he went in that direction. So hats yeah. off to Romeo, hats off to Brad because I thought that was an important adjustment.
2: Perfect yeah, storm. To, I mean, so many things just fell exactly how they needed right. to. Um, but again, we and we talked about it earlier. But Kim has got to be better. I mean, damn, um, he <laughs> has to be better. What is
1: it? What is it about the series Sherrod? Because like, it's not it's not health that, or though we've heard about a bone bruise with him now at this point. So maybe it is health, um, but. Early in the series, even he just looked. Did so he far look removed. like he was
2: labored, Sherrod, While you were watching, no. It? See, that's the thing about it. He didn't, did not, I didn't yeah. think he looked physically out of sync. Just I mean, he was shots. missing shots that are his shots. I mean, wide open, getting to the rim, beating you. know, the the, the the in-out dribble drive, and he was missing shots that are in his bag. And I can't understand why if those shots aren't falling. Down. And
1: they were wide open. If that's weird. If Wait, he, he even hit bounce, like an, hour.
2: he
0: gets to a spot and he pulls up and it looks like it should absolutely go and it doesn't. You're like, why? You know, 0 for seven from three, but very oh few God. of those were forced. You know,
1: he's out of rhythm right now, and that's his thing. Like we've learned in th- in two years now with him here in Boston, is that he's a rhythm player. When he yeah. gets on these. Ended runs where he you see him like not fluidly rising up into his shot or waiting an extra moment or two I saw that when he was above the break a couple times I, he just gets out of sorts out there and maybe that comes from compensating and changing the way that he goes through his motions with the knee that he's had to learn to adjust to this year remember the thing he said earlier this year about the surprise of not feeling pain with certain motions it was like yeah. a weird statement but it reflected yeah. like the movement adjustments he's had to make this year and for a guy who just clearly, like, built a rhythm shooting over the first ten years of his basketball career, or so I, he's obviously had to change those yeah. in a significant way this year. And I think he has a tough the repetition.
0: He played a chunk of the season, admittedly, waiting for an injury to resurface. You know, he was waiting for the pain to return, um, and and kind of nervous about it. So you wonder what. Parts of his re- regular rhythms he had to alter because in the back of his mind, he's thinking, I don't want to, I don't want to go through this again. And so I'm going to do things in a way to protect myself from, you know, re-injuring myself or feeling that again. It took him a while to kind of get that confidence. But again, we had that stretch, Bobby, we closed the season with six or seven 30 point games. It's a real, it's average a real thirty drag. a game to close the year. You know, that was a seven-game stretch where he averaged right around 30 and looked phenomenal. And not a, not all of it was on these open shots. A lot of it was going to the basket, and he was getting to the free throw line. And just tonight, I mean, this not series, there. not there, not there. And, I, and, I, and it's so perplexing because, as you said, Sherrod, it looks like Kemba up until the shot. It looks like the Kemba you know up until the shot doesn't go in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I I think for him that that's it goes back to Bobby's point about just rhythm. Um, he might be the most needy rhythm player on this team, because uh, I I think other guys are able to kind of get it going and don't necessarily need to kind of ramp up or the runway to get it going the way Kimba does. Uh, but we all know when he does get it going, he's damn near unstoppable. They're going to need that Kimba to show up at some point in the series if this thing is going to go more than if if this is going to be the highlight of the series. Uh, Kimba so has to a, be better for this to not be the highlight. We
1: we have a tough question here too, and you asked me earlier in the se- series, John, why this isn't a good fit for him in this series. Yeah, because I didn't like understand it. It feels like it shouldn't work right. Yeah, the switch to me. Both teams are switching like crazy, and just the intensity of that, and the way he's getting hit with again five tonight, <laughs> it takes him off the court. Get some other rhythm even further. That kind of stuff, the defensive deficiencies that he has, have been emphasized here because teams are, tar- the I thought he should be are targeting able to get- him. But I
0: feel like he should be able to get his shots, which he did tonight. I also think he should be able to get to the rim unchallenged um, when, when when he wants to, and that's what I
1: thought. This was a great series for him, so I'm surprised he didn't carry over the late season success. Yeah, but the this. but I'm I'm the, focused, the focus the focus. The focus in that sense is on Tatum, setting those up for Tatum. You can only set up one guy sure. in that kind of situation. Uh, it's going to yeah. be catch and shoot opportunities for everybody else when they close in. And when uh, they are. Know, what the yeah. Celtics keep saying is is the Nets collapse heavily. And so you're seeing wide open shots for Fournier and Smart. And those are guys who are great in those situations uh, when they get their shot down. Kemba, the biggest problem with when he ends up in that off ball role, he's not a great ball shooter, catch and shoot guy. Like we've. Just never seen that from him in Boston. at Any point in his yeah. career? Yeah. Yeah. They're um.
2: Man, I, I'm I'm just I, I I keep looking at this damn box score, and
1: there's a lot of so data. So here's the and question. I... The Kimba did, do you play Pritchard over him when he starts ending up up in a full like that? Did we said that before? Just to before, get those right? catch and shoot. When
0: Kemba's yeah. not when Kemba's yeah. not right, I don't understand why they don't swap directly for Pritchard and get the stuff you're hoping Kemba would do. Especially considering he's so good on the catch and shoot. Um, it I I I'm surprised Brad went to zero on him. Right? Something
2: Something is not right it's about that. I mean, it's, 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 it's as if Pritchard has just fallen off the face of the earth. As if there was, you know, yeah, something happened where Brad just lost all faith in him or Brad is just saying, I'm going to put all my faith in Kimba. Um, which, if he were healthy and if he were playing like Kimba, those two things, then it would make sense. But he's healthy, we think, but he's damn sure not playing good basketball. It's not even close. He's six six minutes with oh. a zero stat line.
1: Yeah, you're you talking know?
2: about yeah Pritchard, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's barely played in the series. It, it's yeah puzzling because they need to points with the Nets. What we've learned through three games is, other than that first half where everybody on the Nets was off and the Celtics got like an extraordinary performance from Rob, that's probably not in the cards for the rest of the series. This is just a scoring race, so you got to be as good offensively as you can on the floor. And it's not like Kemba. In this series, in particular, it is giving you much on the defensive side of the forward to No, but you uh, got to roll yeah.
0: with them. That's the thing. Is like they are. They are where they are right now. That's the thing you need. I know,
1: it. but down the stretch game, it felt like if Pritchard was out there and got one of those shots, he would just hit that one or two to seal the I deal. I don't think that's and gonna happen.
2: I, I don't. I don't feel that. I, I, I don't. Because I, I, think, I think to the point can't. now where where Pritchard's confidence, I think, is is shaken to the point where even when he's put in those situations where he's taking shots that he's made all season long, he's not going to get it done. Yeah, I just, and I think his confidence is that, that shot.
0: right? Also one of the beauties of Kemba and you did see it here. Cause he did hit one big shot late is this is a guy who can go over 14 and then knock down two triples late when you need him? And so I just think is he's a guy you just can't remove at that point. Like I, there was a ton of people on Twitter, almost every comment I made on Twitter tonight, the Responses were, What the hell's Kemba doing in there? He's got to get him out of there. I don't know what you're replacing him with. You need the offense. This is, as you said, Bobby, a series where you've got to frigging score points. It's okay? tough because, it,
1: yeah, if Richard was 10 minutes and otherwise, gotta, yeah, you would feel good about seeing whether he can handle it or not and I guess they gave him a chance in game two and extended a more extended run than we saw in game one or in game three here and he threw the ball over Thompson's head and did a few bad things it's just that sort of thing with Brad where if he, if you give him a glimpse of reason not to trust you he's going to pull you out of there as a young player and that's tough because it does really feel like he can help them they just they've refused to play those three guard lineups this year and I get it because you can get targeted in those switches like crazy but uh, it's difficult that you're
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, two bigs, no problem. Three (laughs) guards, forget about it. (laughs) It's difficult that your best shooter period this year can't be on the floor. It's
0: strange. It's strange. Um, Hold on one second. I'm checking some stuff. I I, I get it it to some degree. Rob Williams in a boot, by the way.
1: (sighs) It's it's uncanny with him at this point. Did anybody see it? No, he had that one Did rotation, you, went to the bench. Did you see him it.
0: hurt himself?
1: No. I didn't see you it. You, Sherrod? No, I didn't. I,
2: that's, I, it's, I it's never like, saw what,
0: a replay. I never saw anything.
2: No, no. It, you, you just feel like, you know, Rob is like the young version of Chris Paul. Like, he just gets these inexplicable injuries that just. Completely derail the team in a way. Curry
0: was that way too, if you don't, if you remember. Yeah, with, with the angles, ankles right early, early on, on, right, and then
2: he got healthy, and two MVPs later, he's he's yeah. amazingly awesome. But
0: Curry was like, a, "Is this guy ever going to pan out?" Sort of thing, right? But yeah, I don't yeah. know what's up. I mean, I hate it. I'm trying desperately not to put an injury prone tag on him, but like, <laughs> shh, Jesus, it's hard man, not to. I, the truth is the truth. <laughs> I mean, in a fragile way. Like some people are just built different. And they, soft tissues all the time, stuff like that. Or in the NFL, you know, some guys just contact. They just can't take it. You know, like Jimmy Garoppolo, he's, one out of ten times he gets sacked, he's going to come out and he's going to have a sprained AC joint. It just is how it is. Like, when he falls, he gets hurt. He's just, Mm -hmm. he's brittle. He's not built that way. I just, rolled ankles are kind of rolled ankles, you know, like, stuff like, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to say it's just bad.
1: I want to say it's bad luck,
0: but, man, I don't know
1: season he's been able to bounce back for them and still contribute and i think there is hope that he can do it again here that way you feel good about in this sense is that they basically played the whole game without him and won the minutes i mean grant was I that know. plus 15 and uh, thompson was you know incredible so weird,
0: Bobby? It, it's, it's, a second, it's another game where tristan had a tristan had a good stat line two games in a row but the tristan minutes minus 16 okay in in 30 and rob plus eight and six, you know, and I know plus minus isn't everything, but it's the second time in a row where you're like, t- you know, a game ago, you're like, Rob didn't even seemingly make an impact, but his minutes were so much better than Tristan's minutes. Well, it, Tristan's it's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's tough to tag those on the center. I know I'm not making the, everything. Out t- what, yeah. yeah. I think in, in this series, less than any other, the fact that you're going to have Harden, Durant, Irving on the floor in the starting units and then, probably just one or two of them in those bench units, really swings that. that. Uh, So that's a read here, and that goes for Grant, too, in that sense. Um, But at the same time, you do see that Rob's length and all that was very impactful here when it came to just holding down that basket area. Um, Again, tonight, the Nets got jump shot happy. They really weren't going inside challenging Thompson and Grant in particular. Like I mean, Grant did have that block on Harden. So maybe when they saw that, they were getting a little concerned. Boy, were you anymore. excited about that.
0: Let, let me, let's welcome in. That was the play uh, of Mas- his career. Let's welcome in mask number two here. Uh, Sway. trying to get Sway in here.
4: I'm in here. Sorry, there he you. is. Yes. Look What's at up, you. guys?
0: What a night. I love
3: this. I can't remember the last time I saw a game like that from this team. Jeez.
0: Double it up. Can you reach over and give Sherrod a fist bump? Are you close enough?
1: <laughs> Yo, how'd you know that? How'd you know <laughs> where we're at? There you go. Oh, God. That's a recipe disaster. There's literally three chairs between us. That's so funny.
3: You nailed that,
0: job. Let's go. Let's connect it. Let's connect it. There we it. go.
2: That's <laughs> oh, funny. here
3: we go. There we go. Oh, you ruined One it, twin man. powers,
2: activate. I, did. I ruined it. I'm trying. Hey. I'm trying. There we go. There we go. I
3: see that blazer, too. Yeah. Come on. Geez. Sharp. You should send me a text, Sherrod.
0: Josue, <laughs> give us give us your take from your perspective there. Uh, energy, the Kyrie situation, what was going on there?
3: Oh, man. From the moment he stepped out here, you, you, you saw the energy, you know, flowing throughout the building. And it's funny because the very beginning, he gave the crowd one of these. Like, come on, keep it going. And yeah, I know. Oh, a, I'm above it. He never addressed the crowd again after <laughs> that. And I, I just, I mean, listen, his teammates, you got to give. Why Harden, was he so
1: bad tonight, Josue?
3: You got to give Harden credit. But, I mean, honestly, I honestly think it was Kyrie, man. I mean, there were some moments where I felt like he was really trying to get into his bag, and it was just like, this just wasn't (laughs) happening. But I I don't – I mean, you could give, obviously, the credit to the momentum of the crowd. Obviously, it it played played a big part. But I got to credit the Celtics. I mean, Tristan Thompson was huge. Marcus Smart. I mean, these guys anchored this defense, and they didn't give up on every single play, like you can just see the difference, especially Tristan Thompson. Man. I, I don't know. I, I think he's just, I think he was waiting for this for a long time. Obviously, he knows what it's like to be on the opposite end of playoff basketball in this building. And this is the first time he was on the right side to be. Did you see him out there, man, flexing, not only flexing, but, man, pumping up the crowd. Like, sure. yeah. <laughs> Energizer, man. This guy took a charge. And got up and was like flexing like a like a WWE wrestler, man. The crowd was loving yeah. every second of it, man. Well, Sunday's gonna be even better. It's, it's
1: no, I mean we gotta, we gotta we got kind of
3: right now for this team, this is a significant advantage. I, I,
0: Did we gave we like it, go ahead? Bobby, I was gonna,
1: I was gonna say, just say on Thompson real quick. We gave him a tough time, he included about him starting and just his role and the success against this team and the game plan of trying to uh, take advantage of those offensive rebounds. That definitely swung this game tonight. I mean, I have to take that one back a little bit because you saw the impact. That was a guy, guy too, Bobby. I was surprised. M- Momentum-wise of those plays, the putbacks especially. Where was that all season above the rim? Well, I mean, he's he's done that before, but I, I just – the. The second-chance opportunities, which remember we talked
3: about before, it's, it's it's sort of a lost art when you look at the way the first two games played out. But in this one, it meant everything. When the Celtics were able to, to put together five consecutive defensive stops, I haven't seen them do that against the Nets all season. They did that in the first quarter heading into the second, which obviously gave them that lead. But at the same time, it also showed them that, hey, We can do this. We can shrink together stops. You know, it's not just, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? When they're going, they're going. We can't stop the bleeding against these three. No, like, buckle down, take it play by play. And I know all those, you know, say lines is what you hear from Brad Stevens a lot of the time. But that's what they demonstrated out here on the defensive end. And I never really think, I mean, obviously, Tatum's 50 points went a long way. But defensively, that sort of energy, that when, when it looks like it's embedded into the culture, into the fabric of the team, that's Boston basketball. I mean, that's playoff basketball, right? Celtics playoff basketball, right? I mean, this is the first time I've seen it, uh, you know, this series. Well, let me ask you this on the
0: Kyrie perspective. Uh, it's really hard to say, just from your vantage point, how was the crowd? Were they? Did they keep it above board? But did anything feel nasty to you in terms of the mood? Did it feel like booing? just n- normal booing again you don't know what every single person is yelling there yeah. but it also it also felt to me like the crowd lost interest in booing and i mentioned this to Sharad halfway through the first quarter they it was fun for a little bit but it kind of tapered off i didn't think he got like, like i said he he, they, he heard it every early every touch
1: and, every touch wasn't enough for you
0: <laughs> well it felt like yeah. every touch for a while and then it kind of tapered but maybe I'm, maybe i'm wrong
3: yeah, I feel like they kept it. They kept it pretty, pretty thorough here with, with with Kyrie. Yeah, uh, specifically this section in the the balcony is not too far from the media. They would start this slow one. It would pick up momentum. It would just go Kyrie, which I don't know if that's a Boston thing. That's where Boston loves that chant. Yeah, they and love like, it. Let's just repeat his name over and over and it's going to drive It's a, de- it it's driving a de- me. Crazy it's an
0: old one with Daryl Strawberry.
3: Yeah, and I remember uh, when when when
0: Robert
3: Um, Horry threw the towel
0: at uh, us, you you can do it with any two syllable name,
3: Kyrie. And so it has got like, yeah, yeah. they did it with Robert Horry when he threw the towel at his post at the time, which was Danny Ainge here in Boston. Yeah, it goes, it dates back for for a long time. But I mean, and sure, I know you can attest to this again, when you don't have a packed house in here, like. People hear you, you know? There was plenty of instances where, like, it's like the line that two He's seconds well, where no one's speaking, you just get someone go, hey, Gary, you suck. You know, squeeze say, it in man. there. You know you heard it. Like, it's just, again, that's the sort of somewhat of an advantage if you're in the crowd of being in,
1: you know, a game like this. Sunday. I don't know what that is. That's not even on my name. I think it's, This uh, is intense tonight. I, They're, they're excited um, about the wind down there or something.
3: But, yeah, Sunday. I mean, you're not get, be able to get away with that. They could really hear you in this one. They really wanted them to, and I didn't hear anything that, that crossed the line.
2: Yeah, no, they were, they were. I, I was like shocked at how good they were. But I, I do think that part of that has to do with the fact that everyone was unnoticed. Uh, when that stuff typically happens, it kind of comes out of left field. Like there wasn't this advance, be on the lookout for X, Y, Z, one, two, three. But we had what happened in, in Philly. You had, you know, the, the with the, the spitting incident in New York, and so there was a heightened sense of like, guys, don't f this up, fans. Do not f this up. And then Kyrie just kind of amplified, you know, if you're gonna f this up, we're gonna you, you're gonna be put on blast. And so I, I think I think Celtics fans are like, look, we're just gonna do what we always do. Every time he touches a damn ball, we're gonna be loud as hell. That's what they've always done to guys that they don't particularly care for or like, uh,
3: and so. Three it things from the It was. I was just pretty. I was just surprised. I mean, obviously the the fu. You guys heard that from home. I was just surprised we didn't hear any other,
4: things, you know, like
3: derogatory terms and stuff like that. Not anything racial, but you know, it, it, it is Kyrie. You know, Kyrie's a.
4: Bitch, oh, they were, Kyrie, they, everyone was. Or, other than I the
3: FU,
2: know, fu Kyrie man. chance,
1: that was pretty much as, as that was pretty out much of it. bounds no as they one, got. No one called. Yeah. It no one Everybody was put bar, on notice, you know. and, and and you had you had other things to pay attention to tonight too. When Tatum got rolling, that was going to be a point of focus for the fans. And frankly, Kyrie just didn't insert himself into the game. Yeah, enough then you to really just that started, point
0: of focus. And you started to just want to win, right? Yes, yes. and because it, it just became I, a basketball game. It was like, yeah. oh my god,
3: they must, they could win this thing, you know? I mean, not to give Kyrie a lot of credit, but I mean, down the stretch, you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. But it almost seemed like. You don't want to hold the ball for too much. You don't want to distract for too long. I don't know. Some of those uh, chances when they got really strong, he didn't He's want pass- it. He's passing he, it off. Yeah. He, was, he, was he was way the too the game. Yeah, I mean,
2: Kyrie usually has this passive-aggressive thing, except he left the aggressor sh- at, at the door. Uh, sure. He was just passive in every sense of the word. Uh, Standing I mean, this It reminded me of his last playoff series with the Celtics when they went down to Milwaukee, and he sure. put strong together maybe the five worst games of Kyrie Irving's career. Uh, he sucked horrible in those games and tonight he sucked uh there's no getting around that uh, it, it was as if as if he was just as if he came into the game thinking that I just need to show up and my guys they're gonna take care of this they got this they're gonna get this one for me uh that's not how this works dude uh you coming back to your own building oh hell that you played in you don't leave it up to your teammates to get it done you do huge yeah absolutely your, yeah I you have to do that.
3: something yeah and, and, and just to uh, double down on that i mean i i just i believe sometimes or at least in his body language it was like i don't think these guys have it in them you know with the fourth quarter even when the Southern got the fourth quarter you know obviously in the fourth they built that uh, 17 point lead but it still seemed like he was just wasn't buying it and then once it was too little too late or at least when when, when Tatum hit that uh, what, what what gave him the 50 points that was the dagger you know that was huge oh, thank maybe that maybe that's it. when maybe that's when it sucked in yeah,
0: well, uh, it, what's interesting too is I think because Kyrie didn't factor really into the result of the game, uh, he can probably opt out of media tonight because it'll be Harden and Durant. My guess we're not going to hear from him. Um, so he, he's not going to respond to his, to his performance, uh, and he's not going to respond to whatever Jalen Brown had to say um, about Wasn't him prior to the game, which was um, oh lord, which was unbelievable, obviously, uh, and you know. A a real moment uh, with, you know, Jalen being asked to speak about the issues, uh, you know, really obviously came up, uh, came up big and you guys all heard it. Uh, I have a snippet of it. We're going to play it uh, here if we
1: can, uh, just so people can hear it if they haven't already, because it was. And just and just real quick, John, you, you know, this injured guys don't talk. You know, like no. they, right. they, they, he really Not had. Not this soon after ever, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he really had something to say here, yeah. and hours before the game, I, that was just a moment today that you rarely see. So I'm gonna try to play it. I might mute Sharad
4: and oh, like- Joe
0: Sway here,
4: and give it a whirl. It bothers me if you know. The construct of racism, right, is, you know, uh, used as a crutch or an opportunity to to execute a personal game. I'm not saying that's the case, but I do think racism right now is bigger than basketball. I do think racism is bigger than game three of the playoffs. So I want to urge the media to paint that narrative. Um, Not every Celtics fan, I know that every Celtics fan in our arena is not a racist. Um, uh, we have people of all walks of life, ethnicities, uh, colors that are diehard Celtics fans. Um, so I don't, I think by painting every Celtics fan as a, as a racist would be unfair. Um, how Boston, we got a lot of work to do. Um, no question, um, incarceration rate is ridiculous. Um, the wealth disparity is embarrassing. Um, the inequality in education specifically in Boston public schools needs to be better. Um, There's lack of resources there, lack of opportunity. The tokenism here in Boston needs to be addressed as well. But if if we're going to talk about it, and that's what the media is going to bring up, I think a sporting arena, um, things might exist. But in the real world, things exist to far different extremities.
0: Um, well so I'll said. open everybody's mic again. Uh, he went on. He went on for a while, um, and uh, you know, we you know, uh, we didn't play all of that there. But
3: he I got also some Kyrie too, if you need it, John. What's that? I got a little audio from Kyrie. Uh, he he spoke with Durant. Okay. Um, so yeah, send it to me.
0: But the, uh, when was that? Sorry.
3: Uh, like moments ago. Tonight. Just now. Tonight. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. So um, yeah, I, I've got somebody. Somebody's gonna send that to me. Um, okay. But uh, uh, I'm curious what he said. We can talk about that in a minute. As far as JB, he talked about that. Uh, talked about the issue of racism being something beyond Boston, something uh, you know uh, nationwide. Addressed the problems within Boston uh, that need to be worked on as well. Uh, also, kind of called Kyrie out a little bit and saying, "Look, man, we all want change. I don't know necessarily if what you you know." If that's right. what you he were striving used, for, what, if I don't know if that's what you were striving for when you said what you said, um, and so he kind of put him on, he kind of put him on notice. Um, it was consistent.
2: Sure. It, it was consistent with what tends to happen when Kyrie opens his mouth. It's not always the message; it's the messenger delivering it that tends right. to get complicated and convoluted, and, and frankly, get watered down to the point where what what he's saying isn't given the type of attention or validity that it should. And 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 Kyrie for, for bless his heart. <laughs> he, he just can't seem to understand that's the issue. Uh, it's not that people are against your message. They're against you delivering that message because often you conflate things in a way that they don't make sense. And when people try to unravel that, you don't want them to unravel that. You want to be this kind of you know cloak and dagger, you know yeah. mysterious bullshit that people get tired of and, and people get frustrated with. and And it, it's, it's, it's sad because there's a lot – Kyrie is, is not nearly as big an a-hole as he comes off as being. Um, but because he has enough a-hole in him that comes out far too often, it again, it takes away from the message that he's trying to deliver. And I, I give Jalen Brown a lot of respect because Jalen was really one of the first guys in that locker room to just say, I'm not putting up with your bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit right now. Yeah, and yeah. that, you know, it put him in a position where you could tell that him and Kyrie were not going to be together for the long haul. Yeah, something when, was when going to was,
1: happen.
2: When Kyrie
0: had his whole, you know, you know, not so thin veiled criticism or, of the other or, or guys. Or right. I need
3: a 14-year veteran here. You yeah, and
0: Jalen was like, that's not helping anybody, man. Right. You know, like, it's it was top, very 45. clear.
3: Well, actually, you just, I
0: remember yeah. back is there a lot of Celtics media at the time who were like, it's not certain he was talking about Kyrie yes it was obviously he was and he he, he didn't care he's like i know he's going to listen to this and i don't care you do not talk about us like that it doesn't help it's all it's the same idea it doesn't help the cause if you have something you want to change this isn't the way to go about it you know and i think that was kind of similar to here where it was like come on man we this is a real struggle here and you're going to use this right. opportunity here to talk about it heading into a basketball game and 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 bring up all of this shit, you know, yeah. where this is something that we're trying to figure out. You know, we're trying, we're fighting this fight every day, and you're using this as cover. Uh, and and he called him out on it. And so Jalen set a tone there. It really was kind of like I've never seen such a universal reaction to something as
1: everybody reacting to Jalen well, comments I,
0: prior to the I game. I think this
1: I think this struck a nerve in two ways with Brown because. We all know the implication with what Irving said was a perpetuation of what Boston is. And we know with Brown's tenure here and, frankly, with just how involved he's been in Boston, that he is a Bostonian at this point. Like, he's been named one of the most influential Bostonians and all that different kind of stuff. So this was... In his mind, probably an attack on the real work being done by Black Bostonians. But Kyrie does it too. You got to be fair.
0: Kyrie does a ton of stuff himself. He does. He's just saying yeah. a ton, and for all disenfranchised. Yes, but it's all about people. the it's it's but, about
1: the implication there.
0: But here it was: Why are you doing – Why are you? Is this sincere? Is basically what he's saying. Yeah. Is why are you bringing this up about this place and this game and this situation here? Is this a thing? that you that you needed to do it's not that you don't fight for the well, and, Jay, and you're not
1: yeah, I, yeah I was was saying there's more important things too like you know the the structural things here that you have to talk about the systemic racism that's where we get into like the right. like difference between someone yelling something in a crowd versus like public education and the structure of that. And there's obviously it's a dying. target yeah, and, a an an, and, right. and an emphasis right. that Brown placed on rat, rat rather than you know what's going on here. Unfortunately, I think what's going to come out of this to uh, a large degree is wow, Brown really stuck at Terving. And that's going to be the focus of this when it yes does have no. to be that it, it does have to be that, you know, Brown said explicitly there that there's there's a lot of work to be done on Boston's end. If you I can both be right here is my point. Because <laughs> yeah, let's look Jaylen, even up to today. Thompson said. Up to us, right? No, I was going to say Jalen nailed it
3: when he talked about the the entire issue. Like this, to, to boil it down to, you know, a basketball game, I, I thought that's the way, I think that's why Jalen responded the way he did. Because I think he looked at it and I looked at it to a certain extent as like a sort of a chess move. It was like a head game, sort of a oh, I'm going to I'm going to make you think. Right. That's what Kyrie always does. He just makes you think whether you agree with what he's saying or whether he's talking in circles. He's going to make you think about what he's saying. There's always that headline that gravitation you towards, you know, trying to figure him out. And in this one I just looked at it as a straight playoff move a straight postseason I'm already in Tatum's head I'm gonna get you know into the heads of these of these fans and I'm gonna make people think about you know what's been going on obviously across the country but also in particularly Boston you know and I just didn't think that was a fair move for him to make because it, it was to, it, to use his terms, it was strictly basketball it wasn't I didn't see it as an overall step in the right direction and trying to bring overall awareness it just seemed like a petty move. Who, who, from a guy who was just pulling it out of his back pocket, and, you know, seconds before he's finally going to face the Celtics fans. And he's had a handful of opportunities to do this before, and he's avoided every single one of them.
1: Yeah, but at and the same time, it, it, fans. I, yeah, I don't, know? I don't want, I don't want this to become. Yeah, Kyrie got owned, and his his, his notion here got thrown up. It because, will be again, for some people, as, but it doesn't as, matter. As as early as this morning, we still have Celtics agreeing with him that it's there and it's an issue. Tristan Thompson this morning saying he's heard it in the garden, Marcus Smart, uh, you know, and people across the league, Blake Griffin in the series saying he's heard about things that have happened in Boston. So it's just part of the puzzle here. And I think that's what Brown was emphasizing. Um, But at the same time, you've seen acknowledgement here. And what still frustrates me to some degree is that the Celtics didn't even put out a statement on it. Uh, acknowledging the issue and just saying that we don't condone this stuff if it's happened and if it continues to happen again I think they can both be right here this isn't yeah I was gonna say
3: Stevens's point he mentioned that it has happened since he's been here and it's been dealt with immediately like uh-huh. uh, I thought that he did a good job in, in, in getting that out there hey listen yeah we've heard it too and stuff and it's been dealt with you know if you haven't done your homework, I'll, t- I'll be the first one to tell you right now. Like, the NBA is on top of these kind of things, and so is the organization, of course. So None of that is tolerated. You know, this isn't one of those uh, situations where they have to go back and find out exactly what happened. No, this has been dealt with. You know, uh, the DeMarcus Cousins incident, you know, the guy was suspended for two years. Uh, you know, times and things in the past, whether it's not even just at TD Garden, but in Boston in general, you know, these things have been well, dealt the, the- with.
2: Here, here's the thing that, and again, I, we're spending way more time talking about this than I, than I wish we did, but we have no choice because again, Kyrie threw the, know, this Molotov cocktail in there and we, we yeah. have to address it. But right, the one, the one thing that that we we tend to, to get away from it and lose sight of is the fact that these type of uncomfortable conversations for not just Celtics fans, but just for fans in general, it forces them to embrace something that they don't want to. And that is that as much as these athletes are out there as, as, entertainment they're human there's a humanity about them there are things that they care about that have nothing to do with jump shots layups and dunks and when that enters the equation it makes people uncomfortable because then you you have to start looking at, you have to start looking at yourself your shit how are you doing what you're supposed to do or are you not doing what you're not supposed to? it it forces you to address issues that most people in whether it's boston whether it's Birmingham, Alabama whether it's, you know, anywhere, Burbank. Right. It makes people very uncomfortable. And frankly, I like that. I like when people are uncomfortable because when you're talking about growing, whether it's sports, whether it's media, whether it's in classroom, you have to become uncomfortable in order to grow. And I think that's kind of, when I listen to Jalen talk about we got a lot of work to do, he's talking about growth. And when I hear Kyrie, I think Kyrie wants to be in that same kind of conversation, but it goes back to what I was saying about the messenger and the message. Kyrie, there is a disconnect between the message that he's trying to get out there and him delivering it. Whereas Jalen nails that shit every single yeah. time.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's hear, I got a little, I got a Kyrie clip. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I was talking about how this game went and what to expect in the next one.
4: Yeah, no, we're expecting a bigger crowd on Sunday, so I'm happy it was a is a great start to, um, you know, seeing what this environment is going to be like, and, um, you know, just looking forward to the challenge. Greg Logan with Newsday.
1: Uh, Kyrie, on a personal level, uh, what was the experience like for you? I One time they were chanting some vulgar stuff and you kind of waved it on. Do you feel like you kind of had to get this one past you?
4: I mean, it's basketball. I've been in a few environments in my life. So, you know, like I said, as long as it's just strictly the nature of basketball out there, there's nothing extra. I'm cool with it. Um, you know, going to get some some preparation with the team tomorrow um, and then get prepared for Sunday. But, you know, it's just want to keep it straight basketball. rent <laughs> What's he need to rent next to him all
3: the time? Jeez, is he holding his hand or something? Damn, he might as like well really? just sat in his lap. Why
1: didn't he just sit Correct. in his lap? For
2: <laughs>
3: real, and just
2: I mean, damn. Yeah, you for haven't the- seen that
1: much right. in those Zoom pressers. Don't
3: worry, game four is Sunday.
2: Here's but here's the thing, you know, and I know, and everyone knows damn well that game four is going to be so much worse for him they are going to be more Oh people. my! They're going to be they, and, and now and now now the Celtics got a W under its belt under their belt. Oh mm. shit! They're 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 feeling themselves. They are feeling themselves. Not and, elimination. Kyrie, and, and, and Ky- I just you know I'm game four is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the best game of this. Series. I don't care who how this turns out. Game four is going to be the best game of this series because that to me is what is the put up shut up game. As Celtics, are the Celtics, are they going to be able to, to make the most of this moment that they had in Game 3 and build off of that? Is Kyrie going to show up and be like, you know, the, the so, Mr. Kyrie Irving superstar ball handling, I can do anything and everything on a court? Or is he going to shrink in a moment like he did in Game 3?
0: Has there been – it's such a unique uh, uh, situation and environment. Where in history has this happened where all of a sudden you you triple – the amount of fans at a game like that—it's never happened, never right. in history, where you you have not you have this and then you have that, and you're talking about the the momentum of riding high from two two zero to two one, and going like this, and all of a sudden you're going to walk into that building. We talked about. How much did not having fans impact them? And boo hoo, nobody had fans. Right. But oh my goodness, could you possibly have, could you be better positioned for the than the Celtics for are numerous reasons? Game for a million yeah. reasons. Again, health is going to matter. And I, Rob is done. I don't know if you're going to get another game like this from Tristan, but you have to assume you're going to get a better game from Kemba. Um, so you're yeah. hoping some stuff balances out. But I mean, you're right. This uh, I can't wait for this uh, for this game in this
1: environment. So let me ask you no this, Josue, because I said this to start the show. It looks like they belong out there, and that's with everything just John, John mentioned. They look like they can go toe-to-toe with this team through two out of the three games now, <laughs> which on, wait, is hold extremely on, hold on. encouraging. Remember that, hold
3: on. Remember that 180 <laughs> I talked about at the game, too? Just saying. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bobby went so and,
4: hard. This thing's <laughs> done. Guys, like, But they do this
0: to us, Joe Before you jumped on, I said that, and everyone, everyone got mad go at me in the that? chat, no, in the chat for being negative. And I was like, but they've done this to us all year. All year. You have a game, year. and you're like, we're going to win, you know? And then the next one is like, womp, womp, you know? And so you, you all, but I'm I, forget it I'm a sucker I'm gonna fall they, they played so they, their best me, the- me 36 times I'm coming back I'm gonna keep doing it you know
1: they played their best game after Kemba's worst performance probably by far losing Rob which was really the advantage they leaned on in the first game and effectively just putting this all on Tatum here and driving through it by just breaking down that Brooklyn defense, and I think they've really out here in Brooklyn's mind mm-hmm. defensively. And beyond that, Jeff Green is missing from this series now for the rest that's of huge. the series. And I that's huge. That, I don't, amazingly, I don't think that's important. been mentioned. And in- crucial, look, look, look who's guarding Tatum on the switches every time? Now it's Kyrie, it's, it's brown it's these small guys. It's 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 move on the perimeter. Celtics won the bench minutes because the
0: Nets were just putting crap out there because that's, that's where they are right now. I mean, and I never um, imagined that never, especially considering the Celtics are, are short.
2: Well, you, yeah. I mean, you look at this Brooklyn team. I mean, they, they played four guys off the bench and three of the four guys are like, what? Six, four and under. Um, it, and inevitably, all those guys are going to match up with Tatum, which means that Tatum's got a four, five, six-inch advantage over damn near everyone they put out. Yeah. And the only guy that can look him out of the eye is Claxton. And, I mean, look, I'm surprised Claxton isn't walking out of here in a boot the way his ankles got oh, broken down over man. and over and over again. Gotcha. I mean, they don't have anyone on that second unit that can match up with Tatum at all. Gotcha. And then when you got Kyrie Irving having to switch out on him, come on now.
3: Yeah. Their center uh, situation's quick, a disaster. Something, something's eyes lit up when he saw clacking on the switch. Real
2: quick,
0: I haven't told people this. We do this all the time, but it's just a reminder. We're going to be going there shortly. Um, download the Locker Room app. Um, if you haven't already, uh, iOS and Android, um, and join us after the show. We're going to chat with you guys uh, for a little bit and get your thoughts. It's a win. So positivity, no fire Brad stuff tonight, okay?
1: <laughs> oh, we don't even have Where's to Karen? mention Brad
0: here. Where's Kess? Where's Kess, no. Kess, don't do it, okay? Fresh takes. This is a great
1: night for Brad. He First hasn't takes. had one of these in a while.
0: Brad had a good night. He's, he's, he's Terry's he's the worst challenger in the history of challenges, but um, he made adjustments tonight. Uh, it was a real good Brad game. It was a good Brad
1: game. That challenging so every- stuff is, is something He made else. adjustments. <laughs>
0: Everybody chill. It's a Brad-free zone. I will knock you off the stage if you come with the Fire Brad stuff. It, 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 You may still believe it. I'm not saying he saved his job or he's undone everything that you hated about him before. We're just not going to do it tonight. We're not going to do it, okay? We're talking about – Don't let him win Sunday. Don't let him don't win let us, Sunday. We're talking
2: about <laughs> the game. If he <laughs> wins Sunday, he gets a new contract extension on top of the extension.
1: Yes. Right. Doesn't mean <laughs> your Brad cakes <laughs>
0: aren't valid. We're just he's not gonna going to it
3: we're yeah, not doing it right.
1: So can we I, I want to continue this a little bit but with Joe Sway here because again I, I I see some encouraging signs here that this could become competitive, that this this oh, could gosh. even go back to Brooklyn He, two, he did two. it. They got him. They got him. They got Bobby. Again, it's it's all about what Brooklyn does defensively. Bobby, I just, all
3: we learned tonight the series is going back to Brooklyn. That's all we learned tonight.
1: All
4: right. <laughs> <laughs> all I just think Bobby, are you Bobby, going? Bobby, Bobby, oh, you Bobby, you can see your boy again. again. Let's
0: <laughs> go. On the trip. <laughs> Send, Send me Bobby, back. to
1: Brooklyn? Dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna it, head right nice. back there. Um I just I, their defense looks so splintered to me. You guys have to at least acknowledge that and direct in isolation couldn't get those stops on tatum and that's probably something (laughs) they could project to get in forthcoming games. But when it comes to the switches, which is something they have embodied as a defensive unit here in this series, we're not going to play a drop with Jordan. We're not even going to put Jordan on the floor. We're switching everything. And that's going to involve putting Blake on the perimeter. That's putting Claxton on the perimeter. And uh, now you don't have Green in that center position. I think they've really lost a significant piece in their defense here that was already a weak unit. Give me all
0: the Blake Griffin. Yeah, give me see, oh, my God, he's a
1: disaster.
2: <laughs> I, think, I think that's no, going to be, that's point, gonna be the adjustment. If, if Steve Nash is going to make an adjustment, I think Blake is mm. going to be an adjustment. You'll see more Bruce Brown than Blake. Because remember I'm how so good they were. Brown's too short to Brown. me. He, you know I'm what, He's too though? short. He's tough. As a, he's, he's a tough SOB. Man. I thought we'd Let get me. Brown
0: over, uh, over <laughs> Griffin. I'm actually saying <laughs> Griffin minutes. Though, again, they won the Griffin minutes. again. But if but you're going think of what happened.
1: Yeah. Think of what happens when you put Brown in there. You switch him into the perimeter, and all of a sudden Tristan Thompson is getting boxed out by Kyrie and Joe. That's a really Jeff bad situation for Jeff, them. Jeff
2: Green's absence is huge. It is. They don't have the size they that. It's throwing everything they do from a rotation standpoint off defensively. Uh, and the yeah. Celtics, they need to be continue to be smart and take advantage of that because every single possession they're in a the half court set, they are going to have an advantage at some position. At right. some position, whether especially, it's straight up matchup or whether it's when they when they
3: switch out on, on pick pick and roll, especially if Kemba can get cooking, man. I'm waiting for the Kemba game. I, I thought we'd see it, you know, one of these. So I'm, I'm I'm thinking maybe maybe Sunday's the night. You know, I'll think either three or four. We'll get a good solid 20 22 points from Kemba. You know, efficient. I think that'll also open up opportunities for the rest of the offense. But when we're talking about them getting torched on the switches, I mean, if Kemba gets cooking, that's going to really open things up. And also, Fournier had a low-key good game on offense, but defensively, eh, a bit exposed more than usual. Not a bit. um, He
2: was – no, they dropped a
3: bit. Joe Sway, he was exposed. Early, early on. Yeah, Shut he, up. Was, he, was, he was. So it was tough. Later, you know, later on, though, he
1: held he, he held Joe Harris down, which was important. I mean, those two, because the Nets had a good night offensively. 119. Yeah, one nineteen, they they shot well in this one. Uh, the key was that you held down Kyrie and you held down Joe Harris through foul trouble <sighs> and just keeping him. Off rhythm, which I think foul trouble played into as well. I mean, he bricked a shot off the backboard after having one of the best shooting nights in Nets history. Uh, So he's a real wild card here too. If you can continue to expose him defensively here. That's so key for the Celtics. You want to drive these guys into the ground on the defensive end of the floor by making them work and by re- like having Thompson driving into them in the post again and again with screens and switches and that's to me what was so encouraging about this from the Celtics angle. This wasn't a fluky game where Tatum hit a bunch of threes and you got ridiculous performances that aren't uh, sustainable here. You really worked offensively in a way that just tore down Brooklyn on that end. Uh, of the I mean, you got fifty yeah.
0: from Tatum, you got fifty from. Yeah, let's be I was real gonna though. Say, but you also, got fifty from Tatum, twenty three like from twenty three from Smart on eight of eleven shooting, and and nineteen from Thompson with nine offensive rebounds. All, those are all really hard performances to. And rethink. you won by six. And you won by six. So let's. I mean, look. There's so going who's to going a to guard
1: to If To me, if you're the Nets, it's not it's, the, not. it's the, It's
0: it's, the, it's adjusting to the adjustments. If they open the game, doubling him a lot, what's Brad going to do? Is Tatum going to be able to find people? Are the other complementary parts going to be there to knock down their shots? Is Kemba going to have it? Is Marcus going to have the same stroke? Is Fournier going to, right. going to start cooking early? All of those yeah. things matter, you know? You know so, what was
3: really interesting? Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead.
0: No, that's it. But it's oh, all yeah. going to come
3: down to that, you know? A few a few days ago, Brad Steven said this team needs to score 110 points, right? And to me, I guess the Brooklyn Nets, I, I thought that was a bit low. And 120. I look, it is. You got to hit I 120. Look at, okay. I look at what happened tonight, and I think this is, to, for them to sustain this, That's too high, right? We can't expect this team to score average 125 points from here on out. It's not. It's not even about the
1: scoring, though. It's about doing things on the offensive end of the floor that just break Brooklyn down, land guys in foul trouble. Yeah, but Bobby uh, Tatum doesn't score 50. I I don't see how this team. I'm not even. I'm I'm not even talking about putting. I'm not talking about putting points on the board. I'm talking taking Joe Harris off the floor. Yeah, that's huge. It, it uh, you is know, putting Kyrie in oh, exhausting yeah. but, positions. See, that's, why, this, that's
3: why this isn't one of those games you look at and you say, "Oh yeah, Tatum dropped fifty and carried them." Absolutely not. These other guys stepped up on the on the on the defensive end. And sure. you know, to Sharad's point, fifty points from him, twenty three from Smart, who which you can't rely on every single night, and they won by six points. You know, well, like
0: we, we talked about it before, Josue. Kyrie it sort of, sucked. It shows how
3: hard it really is to beat these
0: guys. Like, Kyrie sucked and they got 96 points from their big three. Like one ten's not gonna do it, you know? Like
4: that's
0: insane. <laughs> you know? that's Kyrie me, sucked
1: and they got to 96 me, points. To me, Kyrie yeah. sucked because he had to cover Jason Tatum a lot. And that's an important thing here. Like Tatum can get whatever matchup he wants on that end of the floor. And tonight he worked hard to make to put guys on the bench, first of all, in Harris's case, and yeah. to tire a guy out like Irving. I just think that's so important. If you make a defense work, like Brooklyn had you here, and just completely succumb to pressure, that can affect the team on the offensive side of the floor. We've heard both these teams talk so far in the series about how both ends of the floor impact the other side of the floor for them. Yeah. And I thought tonight was the greatest example of that.
0: We need a we need a Kemba game. Um, I, I'm so. Um, well, you need something else to come up if, if, some, yeah, if uh, something else is going to come down to earth I feel like you need a Kemba game in game four I think, I think, yeah it's you huge. need
4: a huge Kemba performance
0: uh, we're going to head over so. Sherrod and I are going to pop over to the locker room app so we're going to chat with you guys Bobby and Josue hang for a few and then come over we went a little All long right, cool. tonight it's late you guys are at the garden obviously we don't want to keep anybody forever but um, head on over to locker room now the link is open if you guys can throw that in the chat here if you haven't already Um and um. Whoever wants to join us, come on over, join the party, uh, and let's uh, let's celebrate the win. Talk about the chances of potentially winning game four. Um, Want to hear your thoughts on the game itself. Want to hear your thoughts on Kyrie, uh, what we can expect from him. Anything else that you guys think is interesting, we're here for you. Um, but it's nice to do one of these things and not have it be fire uh, bread. Friggin', yeah. all, all anger. So let's go, let's have some positivity, let's have some good energy. Head over to locker room, um, right now, Bob. Um, sorry, hold on, uh, Sharad. Did anyone send you the link?
2: I, uh, I, yeah, I got it. I think I got it. You got yeah. it? Okay, but hold on. on. No, not the
0: Tweety Bird link. No, hold on. Uh, we'll send it to you in two seconds and then we'll head over. <laughs> um, and, uh, and do that. So, uh, Bobby, do you have control over the room? Yes, I do. All right, Sherrod, let's head out. Bobby and Josue take it from here. All
1: right. See See y'all soon. All right. Josue and Bobby going at it here for a couple more minutes. Um, Let's just keep going with what we've been talking about here because I do find it interesting. I'll let you expand on it first. Despite what happened tonight, I guess it's just the talent on the other side that makes you – and I'm not saying the Celtics are going to win this series. I'm just saying you could see a competitive series from here on out. And I think, frankly, so far you've seen a more competitive series than we've expected.
3: Yeah, for sure, especially in this one because I I didn't – again, I thought the only way Celtics could win is, yeah, Tatum goes off for 50. But also I thought it would be one of those games where he puts the team on his back and, you know, defensively for them to set the tone and and keep that – you know, especially in the second half in that third quarter where it looked like Brooklyn Nets were really trying to punch back. I mean, that says a whole lot about this team and where they
1: were, you know. know, Did you feel like the Nets were going to come back and win as they went through some of their stretches there?
3: I thought they would challenge it, but I just felt like it was—it just had the makings of a Celtics win, you know. Uh, Me too. Everything would go was with everything going on heading into this one, and then you know it's it's crazy because a 19-4 run to start things off. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be one of those games where I thought I didn't think the game was over, but I'm just like, so's gonna have to play catch up this whole time. And before the first quarter was done, you see them string together five defensive stop. Bobby, I didn't think they had that in them. I honestly did it. I still can't get over that. Like to do it five straight, and not only do that, but they they tack on eight unanswered points, and all of a sudden they're up by one. Like that sort of stretch. I mean. That's the kind of basketball that if you see the Celtics, you you see the Celtics able to do that in the second half. If the Celtics can string together five consecutive stops on the Brooklyn Nets, I don't care where, third quarter, fourth quarter, I mean, they capitalize on that. And and again, it's like what we were saying heading into this postseason, where it's just like we didn't feel this team had that sort of identity when you compare them to the Brad Steven teams of, you know, yesteryear, you know, the the, the IT squad or even the ones that came after them the effort on defense was always at a certain level where you just, you you knew that it gave them a fighting chance. And I, I hadn't seen that throughout this short you know postseason thus far until tonight for the Celtics.
1: Yeah, to me, when I look at this game, what gives me so much encouragement is that Durant scores 39, Harden scores 41. You you just say that alone on the surface. And you say, the Celtics, on, you say the Celtics probably lose. The Celtics probably lose that game. And exactly. then you throw on top of that, Rob barely playing with an injury, Kemba struggling to the degree that he did. If you mention all four of those things, I don't think there's any chance the Celtics win a game like that. Now, on the other hand, if you stay on top of that, Tatum scores 50, all right, maybe it's a little more even of a balance of what people would say the outcome of that game was. But to me, I thought the Celtics overcame a, a incredible amount of uh, adversity in this game to win, various runs by the Nets, massive scoring performances on that side, and just found their advantages throughout that gave them an advantage in the game as a whole now some of the, those things aren't going to happen maybe harris doesn't next time and he gets going a little more him going two or seven from three is a massive uh sigh of relief on the celtic side defensively because that's a guy who stretches you more than anybody on that nets team um but to me I think they just become all the more vulnerable on the defensive side of the floor without green out there. And I think that's something that's going to have to be talked about quite a bit here because he is out of the series for good. And that was really the point, man, I think who has had the most success on Jason Tatum so far in this series for them.
3: Yeah. I mean, he did a tremendous job, especially when they got called the switch. It was, it just felt like he was seeing Tatum's either seeing, uh, uh, whether it was Durant or, or Jeff Green, you know, and it, it's a, it's a big loss, you know, it's interesting because heading into the series, uh, I remember, I think it was Abby, brought it up. Someone brought up the Kendrick Perkins about uh, the, the coaching matchup. And he was just like, I'm not paying t- too much attention to that. And this one that da, da, da. I'm like, typically I wouldn't, but in this one, I mean, you sort of had to, because you're looking at a rookie head coach. And obviously Brad Stevens has, he's gone up against some of the best coaches in the NBA. He's been outmatched and he's really had to, you know, go deep into his bag uh, of tricks just to just to stay alive in the series and maybe this is one of those series where he just stays alive for as long as no one anticipated right i mean it's going to be interesting to see how steve nash makes his adjustments
1: i don't think he's gonna adjust he he has said it throughout the series
3: I feel like if he doesn't, the Celtics, thats gonna bode well for the Celtics. And, it you know, is. This thing gets tied up heading back to Brooklyn. Oh man! I mean, the Celtics—you—you you just woke up everyone. If, if they're not already, you know, zeroed in on uh, on Game Four and and, and and tying this one up. I mean, did I want to ask you something, Bobby? Is—is is a lot of this Kyrie like—is it—is it bad talk? Did they get under their skin a bit? It was just this sort of like, you know, because now it's so interesting. Whereas like. You've I don't had think the, the net you had, you had the net you know you, you you get the win now and all of a sudden boom full capacity nineteen thousand fans are going to be in this building on some inspired fans that watch what happened here you know tonight so, it'll be interesting to see how how Kyrie in particular uh responds because I, I don't think that passive attitude that he or passive approach he had in this one despite the fact his two running mates combined for 80 points and still wasn't enough I don't think it might not be enough but again we can't forget the fact that Tatum dropped 50 in this one. We can't forget, you know, uh, Kemba Walker's got to wake up a bit here. You know, uh, defensively, yeah, they came up big, but it's going to be interesting to see um, the Nets' offense and in particular how Kyrie responds.
1: This, if, if Kyrie never said that, we talk about the time and place of those comments, and let's just keep it to that basketball strategy standpoint here. Uh, the, the Celtics are coming off an 0-2 deficit after getting completely destroyed in game three. The fans probably don't have much hope coming into the game uh, or and even a, really, a reason to care about the series all that much. But when he says that and he fires up that aspect of the rivalry here between these two teams or whatever you want to call it, the matchup, that just invigorated the building and, Maybe some players on the Boston side, in a way that it certainly configurated Brown as we could see pregame enough to make him come out and speak, in a way that gave this game a little more meaning than it probably would have otherwise. After a one thirty to one oh eight game, again, you, there wasn't much hope left in this series for Boston after those two games, especially with some of the other things that have happened since. Um, but all of a sudden, Kyrie says that, and it just gives a little more ammunition to that Boston side, especially going into Boston and listening to the Nets respond. I know Blake gave some acknowledgement to it, but Landry Shamit and I, you know Bruce Brown talked about racism in Boston as well today, but on the whole, I, I don't get the Shamit's sense that. Yeah. I mean, Shamit just kind of brushed it off, you know, like, I, I just I, I feel like you had a team here that was trying to focus on a basketball series and wasn't thrilled about the fact that like it, something else had to come into focus here for a team that's trying to figure it out. And this is what's what really stands out to me about the Nets is they really are trying to figure this out. They are not a team that's just going to cruise to the finish line in a championship here because they just do not have enough ke- connectivity right now. Right, right. And and I, and I think that you know you look at a veteran like like Tristan Thompson, you know.
3: I wouldn't be shocked if he went into that locker room and being like, hey, listen, this is not because he played with Kyrie or or, knows him personally, but he just knows being around veterans and that, you know, these these sort of, you know, mind tricks and uh, try to live in, you know, buy real estate inside the Celtics' head. I I honestly think that was a big chunk of this, you know. Yeah, Kyrie has been, you know, off the court, uh, putting himself into the conversation about things that are way more important than basketball. But, again, like I said from the top, man, I just thought that was a that was a – it was a test move it was a basketball move I don't think it was a you know a social justice move and I, and I think the fellas responded to that and, and look whether the crowd you know is the one that at the end gave him that extra push to, to, to finish this this thing off or not I think this sort of moment has to galvanize this team I mean not only what Jalen Brown had to say but he was on the sideline he was on his feet a lot jumping and cheering and you know, it's always fun to see that from this team in particular, but sometimes it just seems like we weren't seeing that enough throughout the course of the
1: regular season, you know? Yeah, you, you've mentioned this at various yeah, there's times. There's no handshake. There's no handshake between Tatum and yeah, no. Rhea. So <laughs> there's no, no handshake. No. There's
3: no, you know. No,
1: no, no. They, they throw fun. him right off the court after that game too. Yeah. And I again tonight, They'll right? Up. No.
3: None, up of tonight? No. None of that tonight.
1: None of that tonight still. That's good to see. Um You've talked about the energy that the team feeds off the crowd. That had to be evident tonight because you saw them moving a little bit more. There was a slow start, and then you saw the pace pick up and the amount with which Tatum went to the rim and pushed the issue going inside. That, to me, is what stands out most when we look at his season now in four games and just the amount of nights that he's willed his team victory. Let's be real. We were questioning his ability to lead the team through the series after game two, all of us. And he came out tonight and said resoundingly, yes, he was the best player on the floor tonight. And his ability to go to the rim, use his size to his advantage, to not only get shots over defenders, but to just plow through them and get to that free throw line almost whenever he wants – that was the biggest concern we had for him coming into the season, and now it feels like he's almost mastered that aspect of the game, and that's so huge to me. Even as we continue to nitpick other parts of his game,
3: yeah, I think it's uh, it's just what happens with superstars in this league. You know, I I don't think it's a coincidence that you know, in the postseason he was getting a lot of those calls, or even the playing tournament after a handful of. He's forcing them to blow the whistle at this point. I mean, even if he's not, you. you these referees, you know, across the league or or just in general, like you hearing what he's doing, you know, whether it's scoring 50 or scoring 60 and here you go again, scoring 50. I just think that bodes well for Tatum because it's like a respect factor. You know, a lot of these superstars, they have to sort of earn that. And Tatum hasn't been doing himself a lot of, he hasn't been doing himself any favors with with this complaining thing. He's sort of, uh, he's created this, this reputation with the referees. And I think now he's getting a lot more respect because he's, you know, forcing the issue on offense and, and, Sometimes he may give a little glare at the referee, but at the same time, he looks a lot more focused on on uh, attacking the rim as opposed to pulling back or doing one of the stepbacks. You know, I thought it was interesting. The something they didn't have to score 21 three pointers in this one to get it done. You know, or or the fact that I felt like they forced more turnovers than they did. You know, what, what was it? Eight or nine? Brooklyn finished with nine turnovers in this one. Like, it's it'll be, it'll be interesting to see not only if they can carry this thing over, but maybe the defense can really you know step it up a bit i mean you look at the second unit to your point you know without jeff green uh if if, if joe harris you know has a similar time with how
1: widow that second unit is doing
3: i mean if joe harris has a similar night on sunday and you look at this den shaman you know if he doesn't get hot tyler johnson like i think Brastian's Demons is he's going to be put in a good spot here to challenge those guys and I, I think he did a really good job of taking advantage of the switches especially with claxton and, and, and exposing them a bit especially when you know uh, the few moments where Nash goes into his, his second unit with a few guys, and, and Brad had had the the matchups already lined up. You know, so again, I think the 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 coaching matchup here, Game Four, it's going to be really interesting to see who wins this uh, this, this test match between Nash and Stevens.
1: It really is, and it's not so much a chess match as I think the Nets look at this series as we know what we want to do, and we're going to keep doing it. Right. The Celtics it's are going to keep salute. trying different things. Yeah, right. we, we didn't yeah. kick around that Grant thing either. Big impact on this game. His productive minute, his ability to stand out there and play positive minutes at that center position I thought was so huge. Lankford, uh, those those things gave the Celtics the advantage in this game ultimately. The starter minutes. Were a lot closer, and if you look at minutes, they lost those minutes here. So the bench being able to build significant advantages here was so crucial in this one. I do you yeah, think the no, Celtics win Game Four. Oh man, if I had to like bet on it,
3: probably not. Probably not. But I think you get a competitive game. You know, uh, again, you know, when the Celtics are playing at a particular level on defense, it's just I don't see them getting blown out, even if it's against the Nets. You know. And I was thinking that there would be one blowout. We would we pass that in game two. And, and I don't know if we'll see another one. I think they're uh, they're going to really fight to the end here, to the finish. But uh, they could tie it up. Oh, man, that would certainly, you know, have another game in Boston or extend this thing, some added pressure on Brooklyn. I I, I would be very impressed. You know, if they lose a series 4-2, I'd still be very impressed if they were if they were to win back-to-back games.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to keep an eye on how Kemba's feeling, whether Rob's playing, those type of things are going to be important. I think they can and i yeah, almost want you know, to pick it
3: i was just gonna say real quick you know um before we get out of here you know romeo what do you have six points but how many shots did they get to take him to get there You're like what six seven i mean i don't mean that to call, as in a way to call him out but what i mean by that is that a lot of these shots are open you know brooklyn has not to be to finish yeah yeah you know it's really up to him to finish you know i i thought kevin durant there's a couple instances where he literally just looked at him he wouldn't even dare put a hand in his face. He's like, "No, you're Romeo Langford, you know."
1: Well, yeah, Taylor, that's a good point.
3: Who was my yeah, guy yeah. in the series? I wanted to be Peyton Pritchard. Stevens tried him out for a few minutes in that first quarter. He was self so shocked on the water. He froze. Yeah, he froze and he got benched. You know, does he turn to him again? Does he answer the call this time? Maybe, maybe. I mean, again, those shots are there for those guys. They're going to Doesn't feel open. like you're it. are going to But you have a handful of shots, and you have about what. 10 to 15 minutes ago maybe less uh before Stevens will pull the plug on you
1: it's not easy for those guys right especially in these playoffs no. and I do think they've done admirably with that but you, you make you bring up a great point there if there's any adjustment that's going to be it the Nets trying to make those guys hurt them more by just doubling tripling Tatum and making him right. dish it off to those guys and seeing if Grant and Neesmith and Pritchard and uh Romeo in particular are going to be able to beat them here. And, you know, they did it with Kemba off the ball here too. If Kemba, uh, We got we to credit Smart for not taking 100% of every open shot he got. So
3: that, that's a good thing. Yes, too. the second And, and Fournier for
1: hitting late. I thought his shot was the key to this game tonight. So you start to start preview that there are some guys on the Celtics who when the Nets start doubling can make them pay. But up and down the lineup, they have to be able to do that. And if they do that, then I think the Nets defense is really going to be in big trouble here. So I do think we're in for a competitive series the rest of the way. And that's all we wanted here, which I think should make people satisfied. And, you know, when you think of a more complete Celtics team and the way they'd be competing in this series, I think it makes you feel a little bit better about next year, too, and when that ultimately comes. So we're heading over to the locker room. I think they'll be finally. This feels like it's going to be the first good, like, a month. Uh, So everyone. (laughs) Everyone's going to be hyped. Yeah. Join so us. So we'll head over Taylor. there. We're going to jump in and take your questions and everything else. And we are back on Sunday, just one day off now between Game 3 and Game 4 in TD Garden. Joe Sway will be back there on Sunday. Um, I am enjoying Memorial Day somewhere warm and doing this remote. Oh, so chilling. Yep. Yeah. So we will see you on Sunday. And until then, join us on Locker Room and get all of these podcasts on demand. Garn Report you'll hear all our uh, Celtics post game shows on that stream and on the uh, the Celtics post game show podcast stream which is on Spotify now a lot of you have been asking about that it is on Spotify you can get our locker room edition on there we'll see you on Sunday